Do you currently rely on one single source of income? What if you suddenly lost your job? In these very uncertain times, we hear regularly about large companies downsizing and laying off hundreds or even thousands of employees. How stressful would your life become if you were suddenly unemployed tomorrow? How long could you afford to live your current lifestyle? Would you have to vacate or sell your home? Does the thought of losing your sole source of income strike fear deep within you? What if you could have a backup, or better yet, multiple backup sources or streams of income? How much better would you sleep knowing you had multiple income streams? Welcome to the Multiple Streams of Income podcast. Listen and explore the very real possibility of creating multiple streams of income of your very own. Now, here's your host, David Doggett. Thanks, Joe, and thanks again for joining me for another episode of the Multiple Streams of Income podcast. This show is designed to open your ears and and mind to other income-generating possibilities, and that is even if you have a real job, um, things that you can do, things that you should think about and consider that could create a new source of income or multiple sources of income for you. So before we get into this episode, I want to do a special thanks to the episode sponsor, which is GetResponse. And if you're not actively building an email contact list for you, your business or even yourself personally, uh, you're really missing the boat. It's not too late to get started. GetResponse is the most user-friendly system that I have seen to date. Uh, I've been very happy with it for a very long time now, and I would highly recommend that you take a look, take part in their free trial, and uh, give it a try for yourself. But by all means, start building your own email contact list. There's nothing more powerful to this day than marketing to people who want to hear from you by email. So um, to do that, just go to msipodcast.com slash get response. That's just msipodcast.com slash G-E-T-R-E-S-P-O-N-S-E. That will take you to my affiliate link for get response, which of course we've touched on affiliate programs as being a good uh, additional source of income. So you can tune into previous episodes on that. And I'm sure we'll be talking about that again in future episodes as well. But check them out. Get started building your email contact list today. So in today's episode, I'm touching base with a contact that I've had for many years. Uh, In fact, one of the earliest contacts that I had in the online marketing industry. And uh, we get to touch base with uh, with David Francis and uh, hear about his success, uh, his early days, very early days, in fact. So I'm going to just jump right into the discussion that we had here and enjoy. And when the episode's over, by all means, you can check the show notes at msipodcast.com slash 004. Okay, I've got uh, my longtime contact, I guess you could say friend. Uh, I've never actually met uh, him in person, but uh, we've, we've talked so many times, kind of feels like we have. We've got David Francis on the line with me today, and, uh, and he's the guest for the podcast. How are you doing today, Dave? Well, I'm doing awesome. Uh, beautiful day in paradise here. 
mm. in Las Vegas. <laughs> nice, nice. I uh, yeah, I had the time zone incorrect, but we're all good to go now. Um, so, and you go by David, right? I go by Dave. You go by David. Yeah, I think yeah. the last time we had a conversation, mm-hmm. I was flipping, uh, flopping <laughs> back and forth there. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a David. I think the perfect. only one that called me Dave was my mother. But uh, okay. yeah, I'm known as David. <laughs> okay, perfect. I uh, so yeah, I'm just going to go through some things here, and uh, and maybe we'll we'll bring the listeners through a series of uh, of questions, and they can learn a bit more about you and and how you uh, you fit into this multiple streams of income. So. I I don't even remember exactly when we first connected, but I think it was in the early, early days of when I got into uh, building presentations and videos online. So I'm thinking it was probably in the very early 2000s. Um, maybe uh, just give a little intro about your yourself, um, you know, and how maybe how long you've been in the. Uh, the field of uh, of online marketing and uh, multiple streams of income, and we'll just flow through some things here. We'll kind of uh, we'll just take it easy and relax with this this interview. Yeah, that that'd be awesome. And I'm thinking of, you got me thinking about when we did first meet, and I believe it was the mid 2000s, and and I was working on a project and led me to uh, see some of your material because you had uh, developed a phenomenal some phenomenal videos and. And I remember saying, geez, that guy's really good. And, and that's where we connected was way back then. But yeah, I've been involved in multiple streams of income or home business or, you know, whatever they call it these days. So pretty well, I, I want to say pretty well all of my life. And the reason I say that is because I, I got involved in earning income from home at a very, very, very early age. And I was always, always fascinated about being able to earn my own money. And, you know, I grew up in uh, Canada, actually, mm. grew up in Toronto. And uh, as I was growing up, you know, we didn't have a very wealthy household. Uh, it was just myself that, that lived with my mother and my father, but my parents worked really hard uh, to make a living. My mother had three jobs, and my father was always on a project somewhere. He was a plumber, my mother was a nurse, mm. and, mm-hmm. and it left me with a lot of idle time. And not only idle time, but uh, ways in which I could make money. And I didn't want to go out there and do anything illegal. So uh, the first thing I did actually was, I believe it was maybe nine or 10 years of age. I, at that time, I got myself a paper out. And that was the introduction to being able to make my own money uh, with a paper out. And what I saw there was that uh, with this particular paper out uh, company, and back then I, I know that they do things differently today as far mm-hmm. as you know how you uh, subscribe to getting the newspaper on a daily basis. But back then, the only way that you could subscribe was to uh, have someone knock on your door and say, hey, would you like to take the paper? Mm-hmm. And so what I immediately saw was an opportunity to be able to uh, create my customers. And so I started off with a little tiny route in Toronto. And uh, I just went every day door to door. I had no fear of knocking on doors. And and uh, now that I think back on, on it, probably should have had a few fears, but mm-hmm. uh, I went door to door and I simply asked them, you know, I told them, you know, my name and I came up with a little presentation. I probably can say it today if I, mm-hmm. if I really thought about it, but mm-hmm. yeah, my name's David Francis and I'm, you know, with the, and back then I, it was a Toronto star and, you know, we're having people try out our newspaper. Would you like to try it or some, some kind of, kind of presentation like that? But what I found is that the more I did that little presentation, even at nine, 10, 11 years old, the better I got at it. And I just kept perfecting my presentation. And 
And what ended up happening, I learned the law of numbers of talking to a lot of people. I learned the law of improving your presentation uh, because with that comes better results. And I ended up becoming the, the largest paper route in the city wow. uh, just by you know getting customers and and uh, getting more and more customers. So what that led to, though, David, which is, you know, and you, again, you're taking me back because with that, uh, it created some problems for me because I was really good at getting customers. And I ended up with four or 500 uh, customers in the city, my own route. Wow. But now the problem is, okay, now that you've got all these customers, how do you deliver all of these newspapers <laughs> on a daily basis mm -hmm. in a timely manner? Mm, yeah. And so I had to figure out at that point, geez, what am I going to do to deliver these newspapers? So uh, I was uh, fortunate that a lot of the canvassing that I had done was not just uh, single family homes, but there was some apartment buildings that had, you know, a couple hundred people that were living in those. And I devised a system at that time for, you know, getting those uh, papers delivered very, very quickly through the buildings. And then what I did is I uh, hired some of the neighborhood kids and they would come and actually uh, deliver the newspaper for me. So I got the customers, I hired the kids to go out there and deliver the newspapers for me, and then I collected the money. Mm, and so that was my first, um, I guess, uh, introduction to be able to be able to earn passive income mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, they were great. And I can't remember the exact amounts. It wasn't much. I mean, you know, we were making, you know, five or 10 cents per newspaper and I was paying out uh, perhaps half of that mm -hmm. uh, to the kids that were doing it for me. Um, but I was now earning income based on working with teams and and having them do part of that work. And I controlled the money because I collected. Uh, we had to collect it, you know. And that was probably one of the hardest parts, going back and collecting mm -hmm. the money. But that mm -hmm. was a fun part, too, because mm -hmm. that's when you got tips and mm -hmm. and uh, that's when you were actually handling money and so forth. And, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, great experience. So, yeah, that lasted for many, many years. And as I said, um, I was making very, very good money, almost as much as some full-time people back then. And delivering newspapers. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. You you, you touch on that. I, I never even thought of that myself. I had a, a small paper route myself when I was, <laughs> when I was. I think I started. I, I believe when I was nine or ten, like you. Only I only had you know between twenty five and thirty five papers, and I did it after school on my own. I never, but I was. I didn't have that drive to go try and get new customers i just did my route and when somebody you know got off the list my my list went down but that was pretty clever hiring neighborhood kids i imagine you had some uh some staffing issues from time to time but uh but that's that's fascinating so take us from that uh that point to uh maybe how you are how you got to where you are now and uh you know maybe some of the the key points along the way well, again, I, you know, I have to go back to that part mm -hmm. to to really, you know, bring us up to speed on how I got to where I am today, mm -hmm. because that really developed for me some really strong belief systems in my ability and my capabilities, and it really allowed me to to really believe in myself. And what one of the things that happened back then was that while I was delivering my newspapers, I had one of my customers who uh, said to me, "Hey, I've got an opportunity for you." And uh, this is when I was about 12 or 13 years of age. And he says, I've got an opportunity for you. Uh, would you like to sell some cosmetics uh, to your customers? And I was, you know, very entrepreneurial. And mm -hmm. I had an entrepreneurial mother who, again, worked three jobs. And, and she was a nurse. And anytime, you know, I had to sell chocolate bars for my 
a hockey team or something like that. She'd show me how to sell and she'd take them to work and, and just very supportive like that. Mm -hmm. And so when I told her about this opportunity to sell cosmetics, uh, she says, sounds really great. I can help you, you know, by taking uh, the kit to, uh, to work and, and you can take the kit around to your customers. So uh, she had to sign up for me, mm -hmm. um, but she enrolled me in the program and, and I made some additional sales and, and this is kind of a multiple streams of income uh, type thing because as yeah. I was doing the newspapers, I was collecting the money. I took my kid and said, hey, would you like to uh, sample our, our cosmetics? And I sold cosmetics at that point as a retail customer. Now, I didn't – or not retail customer, as a, a retailer. I didn't understand that that was a uh, a networking opportunity to build teams because the person that introduced me to that concept was a regional vice president. Uh, Mr. Williamson, I believe his name was Ron Williamson. Mm -hmm. Weird that I remember that. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, he was uh, he was a RVP, I guess, with that particular company, and I didn't realize that was a title that he achieved uh, by building teams and getting people out there selling for him. And so it was years later that I, I realized, hey, hey, that was a a network marketing company uh, that I had actually joined when I was twelve, twelve years old. <laughs> but uh, from there, I mean, that uh, kind of uh, really. Uh, introduced me to to being able to earn income on my own. Um, you know, one of the things back then, and again, again, you're taking me way back, but I think these lessons are, are pretty powerful. I saw a guy, uh, or had a guy come over to our house, and he sold us a vacuum cleaner um, back then when I was about nine or t or ten years old. And uh, he came over to the house and sold us a vacuum cleaner. And in the process, it was just so much fun watching his presentation, and he. You know, delivered a, a phenomenal, phenomenal presentation to us and made it fun. And my mom and I, we laughed. And at the end of that, he said, you know, you can get this vacuum cleaner for free simply by filling out this form of the people that you know and give me these cards. And I will go into a presentation. Uh, if you fill out the cards, I'll give you $5 for each card that you fill out. And if I go into a presentation and they buy, I'll give you $10. And so this was a way in which you can get the vacuum cleaner for free. Mm-hmm. And so my mother and I just love that idea because we could just put some names down. We can give them to him. He can go and do the presentation. And if he sold, um, you know, we would get money. And so we uh, obviously bought the vacuum and then we endorsed it to all of our friends, all of her friends you know, for the most part. But that was such a great experience for me that at that age, I said, geez, when I grow up, I want to be a vacuum cleaner salesperson. <laughs> and so that's what was a a, a – a declaration that I made at about nine years old. And so when I was 17 years old, I was going to school, um, you know, studying to get good grades because my mother always said, you know, make sure you get good grades and make sure you get that uh, education so that mm -hmm. you can get a good job and save your money. However, when I was 17, I happened to see uh, it, the, and I had bought my own car, you know, at 16 years of age with my paper route money. So I bought a brand new car and I had a car I'm driving around in at a very early age from paper route money. But as I'm driving around now, I saw the sign of that company that sold vacuum cleaners when I was a kid. <laughs> and so I actually went up to their office, knocked on the door and said, I'd like to sell some vacuums for you. And, um, you know, I was going to school, uh, you know, in, in high school. And they said, great, you know, you could work part-time, come in at 6 o'clock in the evening, then we have a little training meeting between 6 and 6.15, and then we give you a couple appointments that you go out to at 6.15, uh, and you go and you do a couple presentations every single night. Uh, by the way, you're going to need a suit, and uh, I had to go buy a suit. 
And uh, it was great because here I was, uh, I showed up and there was uh, other people in the room that were like me that were looking to earn income. And the only way that you earned income, matter of fact, when they, when I first went there, they had a presentation that they did and they showed you what you're going to have to do. And they said, we can either pay you a salary or we can pay you commission. And if you want salary, put A. If you want commission, put B. And they showed you that with commission, you make way more than you would make on a salary. And so you either put A or B on that application uh, on what you want, whether you want salary or commission. And so I looked at it and I realized, geez, I can do this because I've got those positive beliefs from selling um, you know, customers with my newspapers and so forth. Right. That I put B, I put commission. <laughs> well, little did I know that what they did with those applications, anyone that put A, they threw those in the garbage <laughs> and only chose the people that put commission. Wow. So here I was at 17 now in this room of um, some, uh, you know, I call them adults. They were mostly 21, 22-year-old mm -hmm. uh, men and some older men there. And uh, every night we would go in and from 6 to 6.15, they would give us some motivational training. They would tell us a story. They would, uh, you know, pump us up to go out there and uh, do some presentations and, and make some sales. And what that really led to was uh, me being able to earn some great income based on what I was worth, not on what someone said I was worth, and to be able to really uh, de define my income based on a commission, on a commissionable sale. If I got good, my commissions went up. If I got better, my commissions went up. And I just focused on that skill set of getting better, uh, creating or perfecting my, my, my craft, which was the ability to influence someone to purchase that vacuum. Hmm. And uh, through that, I mean, I, I ended up becoming the number one salesperson there. Hmm. And, you know, not tooting my horn, but I, I, you know, I went through where I had 42 presentations straight without missing a sale. Wow. And uh, ended up, uh, you know, and this is not the good thing, but I dropped out of school mm -hmm. because I was making more money back then mm -hmm. part time than I would have full time going to school and then going to college. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that was a good thing. No. I mean, you know, I, I have no regrets, <laughs> but uh, it really did form some beliefs for me at that time that I did not want to work a job. Mm -hmm. I wanted to work in an environment that I could, you know, earn my income based on a commissionable sales based on what I was worth. Sure. And I actually made a de declaration at the time that I would never, ever work a job. I'd only <laughs> work based on, you know, commissions or based on creating some kind of a business but based on my creativity as opposed to being dictated and told what to do from somebody else. And I, I met a, a gentleman at the time, and I, I had a lot of great mentors, a lot of great mentors. And I remember um, Bobby Charlton, a great motivational speaker. This guy had two Rolls Royces, big house, had a mm -hmm. mobile phone in his car before mobile phones were <laughs> right. popular. And he um, just explained to me that you know when you work for somebody else, and I'm certainly you know the people that are on the line. I'm I'm definitely not saying that this is my current belief because we have to have people that have jobs and sure. and and so forth. But he's he just said to me when you work for somebody else, you're really classifying yourself as being inferior. Uh, and the reason he said that you're doing that is because you're deciding to push labor for somebody else mm -hmm. that was never intended to be your superior, but you've taken a, uh, an inferior position to somebody else, and they're just a man just like you. Mm -hmm. And so rather than you working for somebody else, he just uh, shared with me to go out there and, and create my own thing. But that really led me into uh, having to, um, you know, kill what I eat, so to speak. I had to go out there yeah. and and make it work for me to survive. Uh, there's, I think, there's a lot of uh, 
powerful lessons in, in that story alone, for sure. I mean, I, most people that I talk to and, and encounter, you know, they don't they don't realize that they want to go that route until they've already done multiple quote unquote jobs uh, and realize that, you know, that's just not for them or it's not working. Um, but to, to sort of know that that's the route that you want to go from even as early as, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old is, is pretty fascinating in itself. So, I mean, that's, and, and the fact that, you know, your mother um, supported you, I think that's, that, would you say that was probably a huge part of the reason that you were able to to follow the path that you did? I mean, if you didn't have a supportive parent and they were, you know, they were all just like, you know, you've got to go, you know, you've got to go out in the world and get a, a, a real quote-unquote job, then obviously it would have been more difficult for you to, to go that route. Yeah, that, that was great having her support me because uh, she was always behind me and always, uh, you know, said, hey, you can do it. I mean, she wanted me to go to college and my parents wanted me to go to college. In fact, they had bought a scholarship, a college scholarship when I was young. And so I broke their heart by not going mm. to college because they mm-hmm. had lost quite a bit of money with that scholarship that they had been paying on since I was, you know, nine years old. Right. But um, not to say, I, I mean, I, it just wasn't for me, I don't think, uh, going to college. But yeah, I mean, having them as a supportive uh, and mostly her uh, support and 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 being behind me was a, a very instrumental thing. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, um, you know, one of the declarations that I made at that time was to earn a million dollars by the time I was 30. And the driving force for that was because I wanted to show her that I could do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. nice. and, that, and that's what really was something that I knew that she'd be proud of me for doing. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's, uh, that's fascinating stuff right there. I mean, and yeah, obviously we don't want to, discourage anybody from uh from going to university or college if that's if that's the path that they want to take but by all means you know if you if your uh, senses are keen enough that you know the avenue that you want to take uh to to leave a a fulfilling life and uh you know you know you can earn the income doing a certain uh a certain alternate path then uh then you know more power to you i i would say for sure um so yeah, I mean, it didn't. I didn't choose it really. It chose yeah. me. It was just something in my heart as a as a youngster, and sure. and uh, you know, you, you, you were going to ask. I think uh, one of the questions you said I might ask is, you know, if you had to do it all over again, what would you do? Yeah. And I, I don't know if that was something that I would, uh, you know, really advocate. I mean, I probably would spend the time going to college and making and building those relationships and those networks and so forth because I see the value mm-hmm. in that in in having those relationships that you do create, uh, you know, through colleges and, and through the educational, um, space. Um, so I'm, maybe I do it a little bit different, mm-hmm. but, the you mm-hmm. know, the path I ended up on was, uh, you know, entrepreneurship. Interesting. And, um, I, I, I kind of followed a similar path in that I, my, my father was a very entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurish with his, uh, he had a construction company, uh, my mother did teach for a while, but then she started her own business as well. So I blame them for uh, for my my entrepreneurship. But the, you know, when it came time to to decide if I was going to go to university, I just at the time I did I couldn't see something that I that I wanted and I needed that for at that time. So I just decided, you know, what I'm going to wait a little while and see what happens, and then maybe maybe the pieces will fall into place. Um, ended up 
self-teaching myself web design and and video and presentation development and uh, one thing led to the other and, and you know here I am and uh, I did take some night classes at a university to get a, a certificate um, but um, anyway it, you know lots of people uh, go through those experiences uh, make the good connections like you say and that takes them to where they've got to go but uh, it is fascinating, and it is strange that we both started with paper roots. Although I, I sure would <laughs> have liked lemonade stands, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I sure would have loved to have four or five hundred papers. But like you say, I definitely would have had to, uh, you know, hire uh, outsource um, to to make that happen because I was lucky to to get home for supper when I did with the the thirty or thirty five papers. But but the money, like you say, you get a taste for that. Um, you know, you're independently creating income i and not to uh, play off your your story too much but i never really thought about it too much till i heard yours um i i was the first kid in my class to have a nintendo video game system and it and it was totally because i went to the store and bought it um uh, whereas you know everybody else had to wait for christmas if their parents had enough money to get them one um so that you know i i definitely see now i did get a taste for for being an entrepreneur at a very early age as well. But uh, so you went from selling vacuum cleaners. I'm guessing you're still not selling vacuum cleaners. <laughs> no longer vacuum cleaners. I mean, you can't, you can't go door to door anymore. Mm, but uh, yeah. I mean, that was a, that was a great, and you know, what I learned from that was that you can improve your, your craft mm-hmm. and improve your results by getting better personally. Sure. And so what I learned from that is is really working harder on yourself than you do on any other aspect of it. Because as I said, I got to the point where I could make a sale to every single person that I presented to. Mm. And so the challenge at that point was gone. But what that led to was that I was introduced to the whole idea of building teams and networking at that point and uh, got excited about it and uh, got excited about the ability to to share some of the concepts, some of the philosophies that I had with others and and work on helping them get better personally, uh, work on helping people move from, you know, the job because that was my big thing back then was, geez, you know, why would you want to spend 40 hours a, a week for 40 years to get paid on 40% of what you couldn't live on in the first place? Mm-hmm. So uh, because I had that taste of entrepreneurship, my um, thing was out there trying to rescue everybody from the job right. and showing them a better way, you know, and mm-hmm. and so that just led to uh, networking and building teams and and uh, mentors. Uh, I really focused on uh, having mentors that I could learn from because I again beliefs that I learned from back then were if anyone else can do it, then I can do it, or at least learn how to do it. So uh, find the best people and, and duplicate their success and. And that just led to me being in the right place at the right time with a company with support from my family that um, my wife and I, uh, and it wasn't my wife at the time, but my girlfriend and I at the time, uh, went and built uh, one of the largest organizations in Canada for a company, a direct sales company. Mm. And within a few years, um, you know, earned a million, well, earned several million dollars over a few years. But by the time we were 30, uh, we were million dollar earners nice. uh, with that uh, particular company. And that just, I changed everything, just gave us a, a you know, phenomenal lifestyle and enabled us to do things that we never dreamed or deemed possible, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to travel and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, when we fast forward to today, I'm still doing similar things, still rescuing a few folks, I guess. But <laughs> you know, with the internet today and with technology today, there's a lot to keep up with. 
Uh, and as far as you know, earning income, there's just so many ways to earn income. And a friend of mine, you know, Bobby Charlton, actually one of my mentors, he said that income is defined as money or other benefit that's periodically received. And so what we focus on today is not just income, but passive income that can be created through systems mm -hmm. so that you earn uh, without you having to be there. I mean, it's just pure leverage being able to earn income um, based on something that you either set up, based on a team that you created, based on an automation that you created, and to be able to have that income come in, whether you, you know, have a hand in it at that time or not. Mm. And so it's just wonderful to be able to think creatively like that. And I know that your show is called Multiple Streams of Income, and you're certainly able to create that today with technology and with automation. There's no reason that someone couldn't have income sources coming in from many different places. And what I like about uh, your, your brand, David, uh, uh, Multiple Streams of Income, is that it allows people to really focus on a better mathematical formula. And what I mean by that is that, you know, Bobby used to say to me, he says, David, uh, you know, everything is math. Uh, you know, nothing will affect your income more than the mathematical structure upon which that income is based. He said, it's all mathematics. And he said, most people are out there and they're earning income with a mathematical formula called addition or, you know, mm -hmm. arithmetic, I guess, uh, yeah. where you work and you get paid, you work and you get paid, you work and you get paid. But the only way that you get paid is if you add more work to it personally. So it's a, you know, a, you know, three plus three plus three formula or one mm -hmm. plus one plus mm -hmm. one formula, I should say, right? It's mm -hmm. all based on what you do. Right. And he said that if you want to earn more income, you want to learn how to multiply yourself through other people and through systems. Because it's like a business owner, he's earning through multiple people. And so this is a better form of uh, mathematics. It's called multiplication. And he says you want to get out there and you want to multiply yourself through other people, through systems, through uh, automation, and you're going to earn more income. Mm. And then he said the, the last way, though, is compounding. When you compound that, and you're now working, you know, with a different mathematical formula called compounding, right? A really, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you put it to the power. Yeah. He says that's when you're able to become very wealthy, when you're not only just multiplying, but now you're teaching those people how to do that, and you're earning income based on them growing through their multiplication. That's when the real wealth comes. So I, I think with with your your brand, multiple streams of income, it really does lend to what people uh, can do today. Uh, and you can't do it all at once, obviously, at least I don't think so, but it's about setting that up and, and having that philosophy from the very beginning, uh, the mindset from the very beginning that allows people to go out there and do that. Mm, that no, that's that's absolutely true. I think the, the trap that most people get in is, you know, they, they, they're in a job and they feel that they don't have the time to, you know, dabble in anything else that could result in an additional income stream, but... You know, like you say, with the way technology is nowadays, um, and and part of you know my logic for for doing this show is to to let people know that you know, there are there's many options and many ways, and hopefully they can take some of what uh, what you've been talking about um, as well as past episodes and and have that confidence to you know that they too can create multiple streams, and who knows maybe if they're fortunate enough to. Uh, to get multiple streams of income flowing, they they may be able to even break free from that uh, that job um, that uh, that they don't like and they go to every day. But um, 
you know, it's uh, it's an interesting concept, and uh, I think there's probably a lot more that we can cover. So we, we may very well have to uh, have to get you back for another episode before too long, if you're willing. Um, it's uh, you know, there, there's a lot to go over. Um, it, it was in, very interesting in this episode to see how it goes right back to your early childhood, and uh, and how that got you to where you are today so maybe just uh before we go if you want to uh just touch on uh what you're currently up to uh specifically as a as a source of income uh these days and um and uh, people you know may very well be interested in exploring that for themselves yeah i'd love i'd love to david and you know you know part of it is that you know people need to find their own path and 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 kind of connect with with the right people that will help them get what they want. And so, again, my focus has always been helping people get what they want. And most of the time, people want to have a better lifestyle. They want to be able to do some of the things that they see, you know, on TV or, you know, they hear about or they read about. And so with what I'm doing right now is I'm working in, still in networking and working with a company that uh, helps people get that lifestyle through, uh, a and I, I, David, I really don't even want to get specific on this right now on this mm-hmm. because I, I don't know if that's what it's all about. I'm not here to plug what sure, I'm doing. Sure, I, I really uh, I'm here to support the the listeners that you have to help mm-hmm. them find really what their path is. Um, but yeah, what I'm doing is still the same type of thing. You find a a, a really great um, company, and, and and like I learned that you know one of the things that I could do is I can either build companies myself or I can find companies that are great. And, and work with them if they've got uh, a great system, if they've you know, got a huge industry. Uh, the company that I'm wor- currently working with is uh, we've got a huge project because we're in a very, very big industry. It's a brand new uh, industry that's really um, coming into the marketplace right now. Mm-hmm. And that industry is online shopping. People are shopping online. Man, they're shopping like they never had before. So <laughs> really just commenting, mm-hmm. uh, which with a friend of mine that years ago, it was exciting when online shopping came about where you can actually go to Amazon and buy something online. And geez, I just made my first uh, uh, purchase online. I hope it comes, right? You know, mm-hmm. I had to give my credit card online. Yeah. Well, my kids, I've got a, a nine-year-old and a 14-year-old. And for them, it's like, man, geez, there's a mall. I don't get a chance to go to the mall that often. <laughs> I want to go to the mall because <laughs> they purchase everything online today. Yeah. And so as kids, you know, my daughter will come with her her iPad and, you know, she'll say, you know, she's shopping online. That's what they know how to do. Where, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I used to hang out at the malls, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Malls are kind of, malls are kind of becoming a thing of the past. And, and, uh, so no question, the online shopping industry is just absolutely massive. And um, so, if somebody's curious, uh, or maybe you know wants to connect with you, I'll put some, I'll put some method of contact for you uh, in the show notes for this episode, and uh, people can uh, reach out to you directly if they like. Uh, uh, that's kind of how we can leave it there. Uh, well, Dave, I, I really appreciate, or David, sorry, um, I, re- I really appreciate you taking the, the time uh, today to uh, be a part of, of this episode, and uh, I hope that we can, uh, we can get you back on, talk about some other developments and, uh, and other key points that we think of between now and then. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Dave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anytime. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, David. Thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right.
Once again, that was my longtime contact, David Francis, very successful entrepreneur, as you heard from even the early age of nine and 10 years old. Uh, very compelling story. Hopefully, it'll inspire uh, some of you out there to take action, move forward with exploring perhaps a new stream of income uh, or adding uh, multiple streams of income to your life. So, um, for more information on the episode, and uh, if David provides me with some contact info or uh, relative links, those will be included in the show notes. You can find those at msipodcast.com slash 004 for episode four. And once again, thanks to the show sponsor, Get Response. If you're not building your own email contact list, you should start today. Go to msipodcast.com slash get response. Thanks for joining me. Talk soon. See you on the next episode.